Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The guy who is the podcast king. It's ironic how iconic he makes everything. He has style, he has flair, and that hair. I'm talking about our Danny. Hello, welcome to Everything Iconic. I'm Danny Pellegrino. And that song that you just heard was a very special opening homage to The Nanny, which is, of course, Fran Drescher's sitcom. Now, for my birthday last year, somebody online at Christos Lucas got me this video from Cameo of Liz Calloway, who sang the original Nanny theme song. She did a remixed version for me for my birthday, so I thought I'd play it in our intro because we have one of my dream guests. Like On my vision board dream guest list is queen icon legend Fran Drescher. She's on the show today. Of course, you might know her from The Nanny. You might know her from Happily Divorced. She's also on a new sitcom that has its season finale, this Thursday night on NBC. You can also watch all the episodes from this season on Hulu, so check that out. She has Cancer Schmancer, which is her organization. You can find out more about that at cancerschmancer.org. We talk about it all. We talk about the Nanny Reboot, the Nanny on Broadway. We talk about The Beautician and the Beast, which is one of my favorite, favorite movies. We, this was such a delight for me, so I hope you guys enjoy my chat with Fran Drescher. Before I play it for you all, I want to say please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. I also want to say, if you're looking for the Bravo recap, I'll have an episode out on late Thursday or early Friday morning with all of our Bravo recaps. So it's it'll be worth the wait. I promise we'll talk about all the Bravo shows, and I have a couple of very special guests. So stay tuned for that on Friday. And in the meantime, I hope you enjoy this chat with the one and only Fran Drescher. Hi, Fran. Hi. Hi, it's so nice to meet you over the phone. I gotta say, I'm a little bit nervous because I am such a huge fan of yours. <laughs> well, <laughs> I just, I love you. That's really I, sweet. I love you, and the nanny is like medicine to me. It's truly, I, I thank you. But did you see the reunion? Yeah, the YouTube. I mean, it's over a million views. I loved it. Well, it's uh, actually over three million because. It's on. It's not just on YouTube. It's on a uh, Latin American uh, channel that uh, started, I think, in South America. And there's an Italian channel where it's subtitled in Italian. So Peter's been tracking it, and he said that it's uh, like three and a half million already. And it's only been like what a week and a half or something. I mean, can you believe that after all these years? People like myself, we love it so, so much still. It's it's just incredible that, you know, I mean, this is what it feels like to be part of classic TV that <laughs> that endures the test of time. It's, I feel so blessed. And uh, if for some reason I, my dog is like all over me suddenly and 
I don't want to disconnect you, but if she does accidentally, just call back, okay? I will. I will. Um, well, first of all, how how are you doing throughout all of this craziness? And where are you? Are you in California? or? Yes, I'm in California on the beach, which I'm grateful for because, you know, it's a wide open space and there's lots of fresh air and clean air. And uh, I have the beach and I have this wonderful rescue dog that I got just days before the world went mad. Right. And uh, she's... Uh, you know, been a true blessing, and that's why I called her Angel Grace. Uh, right? Are you an Angel Grace? Are you Mama's Angel? Uh, well, I had read that you said uh, anyone who who is alone, they should look into getting a dog right now, because particularly at this time, it's important not to be alone. Cat, or even a bird, anything, right. really. Right. I've got wild birds that I feed all the time. They live on the, you know, they live on the property. And I've got fish in a big aquarium, and I've got this wonderful dog. And I've actually never adopted an adult dog before. I've always gotten puppies, but I, my dog, um, Samson, suddenly died of a stroke. I'm sorry. And it was extremely traumatic for me. I really plummeted into a terrible, dark place, mm-hmm. and... You know, after a couple of days of that, lots of crying, um, in the middle of the night, I kind of reached my arms up to the heavens and prayed to please help me out of this darkness. Mm. And uh, then suddenly I like opened my computer, which I rarely do, and found myself on Pet Finders. Mm-hmm. And there she was. And uh, I wanted a big walking dog because I'd never really had that, but I'm a distance walker. And I thought, you know, a lot of times I don't go because I don't have someone to go with. Mm-hmm. And if I had this a big dog, I wouldn't need to always have a walking partner. So um, I wanted a big dog, and she was so beautiful. And... Uh, that's great. It turns out that they had only just posted her that day because she was recovering from surgery after getting hit by a car. Mm. And uh, so it was so meant to be. At the, what? It was meant to be. It was totally meant to be. It, there were so many signs from the universe that were pointing us in the direction. And the first time we met, I went the next day to the rescue place to meet her she wasn't ready to be taken home because mm-hmm. she still had to get spayed and not allowed to release them unspayed and uh but i kneeled down to pet her and she literally pushed me to the ground on my back and, and straddled me Aww. and kissed my whole face and i said to the guy have you ever seen this before? And he said, no, I've never seen it. And your friend should take a video of this and we'll show it to the executive director because this is your dog. Right. Well, dogs are so healing. I, dogs, cats, I mean, animals are so healing. And I think especially at this time, it's at nice At this to- time, and it's so great to bond with an animal now. 
although they're getting a very warped sense of what life is. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. She yeah. and I are, it's just the two of us. We never leave the property. <laughs> There's nowhere to go right now. What are you doing on your property? I saw on your Instagram you're cooking a lot. Well, I'm cooking. I'm cleaning. Yeah. You know, it's a big house, and I don't have help anymore. I've never cleaned so much, you know, it's like, and, and I'm injuring myself cleaning, just like my mom used to do. And I used to yell at her, what do you need to clean so much for? Stop cleaning. But when you don't have uh, someone to help you clean your house, uh, it gets, even one person, it gets dirty. And I have white floors and the floors start to get dirty and the dog tracked mud in and then jumped on the bed and a it's it's everything, yeah. and it's every day something else. Yeah. Folding laundry, doing laundry, um, you know, washing floors, vacuuming floors, mm-hmm. d- dishwasher, f- taking care of the animals. It's it's really, I mean, yeah, it's a lot. It's I a always lot. had a a high regard for you know the homemaker because my mom was such a great one, and I feel like I am too. But because I also have a career outside of the home, I've always had, you know, my familia, a couple who, you know, has been with me for a quarter of a century. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're growing old together, but they helped me with the house. Yeah. But now they're not coming over. Yeah. Well, you know, you mentioned your parents, and I used to love when your parents were on the Rosie O'Donnell show, and you too, but of course I loved when they would do the restaurant reviews, and I was such a huge fan of, of the Rosie show, and yeah, so I just loved yeah. seeing them. It was, it was so well, wonderful. Well, you know, for like the last two years, I've been urging them to get onto an immune system boosting program, okay. because... You know, this is the cancer schmancer way. Sure. And if you live, you know, offensively by means of, you know, not doing anything that's going to compromise your immune system, but doing everything that's going to bolster it to operate at an optimal mm. and, vib- and vibrancy, then you have an excellent fighting chance at not getting sick right um across the board including corona right i mean uh, you know but this has a lot to do with ha- what you eat what do you and th- what is it- in your home right. how many toxins do you surround yourself with from your personal care items your toothpaste your skincare items to, you know, what you clean with, what you garden with. The level of toxins that Americans expose themselves to and, <clears throat> and foods that are industrial farmed, that are completely poisoned with agrochemicals yeah. or animal protein that's also being fed... GMO grain, mm-hmm. uh, living Dickensian lives, being pumped with growth hormones and antibiotics. I mean, you know, people have to wake up. This is a wake-up call. The and, people that are yeah. really 
um, becoming victimized are the ones that have a compromised immune system. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are confronted with trillions of viruses every time we breathe. Right. Everywhere. There right. are far more viruses than human cells on this planet. We're nothing but a little tiny speck mm-hmm. compared to all uh, everything else that's going on between bacteria and viruses. And <laughs> what know, do you think, it, Fran? Fran, what do you think is like the number one thing you would want to tell people in terms of their diet? Like if we're just focusing on food, what's the one thing you would say to people to say, hey, you should take that out of your diet immediately. Would you say pop or soda, or would you? Is there something else? Like, what's one well, huge Well, I mean, offense? if you go, if you want to do individual things, definitely soda is a terrible thing. Mm-hmm. It's a pure acid beverage that has absolutely no redeeming qualities. It can only hurt you. But in a general sense, do not eat anything unless it's organic. Period. Mm-hmm. Everything else is going to be high in multiple pesticides and herbicides, including glyphosate, which is Roundup, but it comes under other names like Liberty. And, you know, it's just this is one of the worst agrochemicals that has ever been introduced to uh, the planet. And... It's water-soluble, so it sinks down into the watershed, and it's terrible. And we have to put industrial farms out of business. And truth Mm -hmm. be told, the farm bill should be a bill to encourage all farmers to regenerate their farms and convert them. Mm. Because none of this is serving us well, and it's completely unsustainable. Right. And this is an opportunity. I mean, it, you know, the the biggest lessons in life are hard learned. Right. And they usually come through a lot of pain. That's why they call it growing pains. Mm. And it's really time for us to look at what we're eating, what we're bringing into our home, and the level of electromagnetic fields. Mm. I mean, people are so easily numbed down and dumbed down, it's bad. And all I do is try and, you know, educate, motivate, and activate them into becoming more mindful consumers because therein lies the answer. You know, I heard you in an interview I was as I was doing my research, you were saying people under I think you were saying under the age of 18, they they might not be able to vote, but they do have a voice and they do have a vote and you were saying because they can vote with, with their wallet and what they buy. And I found that yeah. very interesting because I never well, thought of it you that know, way. We have a WTF We the Future um subgroup of Kansas Schmancer that targets teens and tweens, Mm -hmm. and we have a wonderful education video that I made with Jamie Foxx and a bunch of kids, and we, it's on the website, and it's, you know, kids don't vote, they don't pay tax, they don't wield a lot of influence in Washington for those two reasons. However, they are a multi-billion dollar spending demographic, and if we can 
educate them into becoming mindful consumers rather than mindless consumers, we can stop um, the prediction that this generation will not live as long as their parents for the first time in U.S. history. Which is a terrible statistic. I mean, the thought of that is... We don't want to make it a self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. We have to stop this. If everybody, you know, that what they buy and what they don't buy becomes not only their vote, but also their protest. Sure. And if they stop being seduced by marketing strategies that are targeting them, but don't really give a shit about them at all, mm. then, you know, it's like... Stop using vape pens. Stop drinking soda. Stop mm-hmm. eating processed foods. Stop, you yeah. know, eating industrial farm foods because it's actually slowly killing you. Well, you know what, Fran? You've honestly convinced me. I'm gonna uh, next time I go to the grocery store. Uh, we have to go this week. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at what I'm buying a little bit closer, of course, because I think it, it, you're right. It's so important. Uh, I hope you don't mind, but I have to tell you a quick story. Switching gears a bit, I recently had appendicitis. I had appendicitis, and my nurse, oh. when I was in the hospital, this was a, a about two months ago. Uh, or my nurse's name was Fran, and I was so excited because I'm such a huge fan of yours, and of course the nanny. And so uh, when I went in for the surgery, you know how normally the anesthesiologist they make you count down from five. Well, they had told me afterwards that I was just singing the nanny theme song. <laughs> oh, is that sweet? And so, like, the... uh, well, can I... what? Oh, I was just. Can I say... ask you something? Please. What were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say. So, the uh, one of the other nurses who wasn't named Fran was singing along with me before I went under, and they told me about it afterwards. That's so sweet. Um, you're adorable. Oh, thank Let you. Let me ask you something. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) You had an appendectomy, right? I did, yes. Okay, so, you know, when I had my hysterectomy after my uh, uterine cancer surgery, they just arbitrarily removed my appendix and didn't discuss it with me. Mm -hmm. And as a consequence of that, I, you know, deal with managing chronic inflammation, Mm. which is very bad, any kind of inflammation. Whenever I meet somebody and they always have something, whether it be allergies, asthma, something that seems like it's um, acid reflux, but none of the acid reflux pills work, or swelling, or arthritis, or a million things, that seem like it's maybe autoimmune. I always say to them, do you have your appendix? And mm-hmm. if I tell you nine out of 10 times, mm-hmm. they say no. And it took me more than a decade to figure out what the hell was suddenly wrong with me. And, and it was the in penance. the functional medical world, which is what I embrace, which looks at the body as a whole system, in spite of the fact that my surgeon said, you don't need your appendix anyway. Mm. In the functional medical world, it's widely considered the brains of your lymphatic system. Mm. 
So my lymphatic system got a lobotomy. Right. Right. And as a result of that, it's hard for me to, my body, to, on its own, get rid of, you know, the toxins, which is what your lymphatic system is supposed to do. Interesting. And that creates soft tissue inflammation I have sometimes. So, you know, and I went to so many different doctors here in this country, and, sure. you know, they look at the spot that's revealing itself and as being whatever, inflamed or upset somehow. And then they try and give you a pill to suppress that symptom. Mm -hmm. And nobody's really looking at the causation. Then I go to uh, Vienna, Austria to get a Lifetime Achievement Award. And by the grace of God, I throw my back out in my hotel room and call the concierge and said, you got to get me a doctor because I really can't move. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I have to show up at this event because I filled a room on my name and it's a cancer organization. You know, I don't want to disappoint them. Mm -hmm. So uh, the doctor comes, a woman. This is after seeing like a half a dozen doctors and nobody had every each doctor that I saw gave me a different prescriptive drug. I went to a rheumatologist, a cardiologist, a pulmonologist, an mm -hmm. internist, uh, you name it, and an allergist. And nobody could really explain it, but they all had their pet prescription mm -hmm. to suppress the symptoms. This woman because my hands were all swollen. And I was noticing that it happened very consistently when I traveled. Mm -hmm. um, it's... I showed her my hands, because why not? She's there anyway. Yeah. And she says, you know, it just so happens I'm a dermatologist, but I was on call for the hotel. And she said to me, you look like you have a histamine problem. And I said, what's that? I went to the best allergist at UCLA. She said, this is not an allergy. This is your body's inability to metabolize histamines. Mm -hmm. Well, I never even heard of this. Nobody even ever mentioned this in all of the U.S. with yeah. all the doctors that I saw. And um, she said, you know, I said, well, how do I know if this is it? She said, well, go online and look up no histamine diets and do it for like a month. Find, you know, like print them all up. You'll see like three probably different ones and, and, and do the strictest version across the board of all three combined. Okay. And after like a month, you know, if all your symptoms go away, you'll know that's what it is. And show enough, that's oh exactly God. what happened. And now I realize that histamines, my, your body produces histamines, so when you're in a toxic environment like an airplane, mm -hmm. your body's going to just, on its own, start producing histamines, and you're not in control of it. And if your body can't get rid of it or metabolize them, then I'm going to see a reaction somehow. And the reaction 
varies. It's not always the same reaction, but I've come to see the whole scenario. I've come to know my body now, and I know when it's something, whether it's in my knee or my elbow or my hands or around the heart sac or around the lung sac, you know, it's always it's so, one of like a dozen things. I literally have chills right now because since I had my appendix taken out, I've traveled a few times. And I notice my, I get very, a lot of swelling in my legs, which I never had before. Uh, and then also I noticed, uh, on my face, there's like a, my lymph nodes on my, on one side of my face in particular tend to swell up more than they ever did. And it, these you are things. You mean the, under your jawline? Yes. On, when you say your face, under your jawline. Okay. Oh. Yep. Look at this. See how things are meant to be? Every time I talk to somebody that doesn't have their appendix, let me tell you something. We need our appendix. You had to have yours probably taken out. I mean, I don't know. They don't even try and heal it uh, in typical Western medicine. But now that you know, and now that I know, and maybe some of your listeners can benefit from this, you know, I cannot really drink anymore because alcohol mm. has a lot of histamines in it. So, you know, I mean, once in a blue moon, I'll treat myself to a really good glass of wine. But sure. honestly, I can't do it because I see the difference. Also, fish has a lot of histamines in it. Berries have a lot of histamines in it. Citrus fruits have a lot of histamines in it. Stone fruits. Now, I can have all of that in limited quantities now because I know how to manage it. Tea has a lot of histamines. You know, you got to learn what foods have a lot of histamines. And then you got to learn that you're going to go into toxic environments like airports, airplanes, offices where the windows don't open. Mm. And you're going to also potentially have a reaction as well. So, you know, um, managing the level of histamines and and also if you um, if your body produces a lot of cortisol um, that will also increase your inflammation so you know there's a, a lot of managing that we have to start being educated to doing we have to honor our body right. we have to manage it on a daily basis because the immune system going back to the immune system now, it's just such a beautifully perfect situation where the body can defend itself. Mm. Um, But not if you're not going to honor it. If you're not going to honor it, then it's going to start degrading. And you're not going to be prepared for a situation like this Mm. with a, a pandemic, a virus, that nobody has an antigen to because we've not seen this virus yet. Mm -hmm. And as the polar ice caps keep melting, as they keep scaling down rainforests, as they keep digging miles into the earth uh, with fracking, we're going to see a lot of things that have been buried dormant for millennia Mm. coming, Mm -hmm. surfacing. Into the air. 
Right. And, you know, viruses, they're not, you know, like this thing is not a living thing like bacteria. Mm-hmm. It floats around and finds a cell and implants itself in the cell, and then it changes the DNA of the cell. Right. Um, and then the body starts attacking it, and then you're at risk of getting an inflammasome situation where, you know, the lungs start filling up with fluid because it can't take this. So just, I've been doing a lot of research with all the doctors that I deal with, and next week I think we're going to put up, I'm doing a Corona Care For You interview series on org and all of our advisory board, medical board doctors on interviewing, and it's so... You know, educating and empowering in a time of fear and confusion. That's so important because I think the messaging that we're getting oftentimes on TV is so mixed. And we do need to hear from experts and people telling us uh, what to do or what we can do. Exactly. Because, look, you know, going back to Western medicine is reductionist. What does that mean? They look at the end symptom and then try and fix that. So you have a cancer, they'll cut the cancer out. They're not going to look at what's, why the body, right. what happened to the body that a cancer was able to grow. Mm. They're just going to try and deal with that. And that's the equivalent of like you have an apple tree and the apple is, the tree is bearing, you know, like rotten apples. What are you going to do? Heal, try and heal every apple? Mm. No, you got to look at what's wrong with the tree, the tree. What's wrong with the roots? What yeah. is hurting this tree that it's yielding rotten apples? But we don't do that in Western medicine. And I don't know whether it's because what we're, what's being practiced now is a derivative of war medicine, where it, it's also like emergency room medicine, where that makes sense. Okay, you, you're out on the front lines in a war, you get shot. Yeah, go yeah, to fix them the right site. Away. Exactly. But when you, but the level of chronic illness and cancers, and you know that that we're experiencing is, we must look at causation. We must understand that we are hurting ourselves. I was just telling Peter, I, you know, he gets like um, a. a pesticide spraying on his house and he said i think it's just on the outside and i said outside inside Mm -hmm. you know the bugs keep coming Mm -hmm. you kill these and then next month you got to come back to kill the next batch but who what's the common denominator here you you're living in the house the whole time and it's slowly degrading your health right and you have to stop it you cannot, you know, somewhere along the line, war chemicals became imposed on civilian life because they wanted to keep making money. Yeah. And we got into the idea that we have to spray everything to not have bugs instead of learning to live with bugs and mm. and, and, and seeing how rich it, they make the soil. And how there's a whole ecosystem. I have uh, I have ants. Then I have spiders. The spiders eat the ants. Right. 
And that's it. There's an ecosystem right there. I can't, I'm not going to try, I'm not going to poison myself to try and kill these creatures. It's an illusion Mm -hmm. that I'm in this house with walls and I can possibly keep out bugs. The house is made of wood. It's just sitting on land. Mm. It's so crazy. Someone once said to me, well, how do you get rid of the weeds in your garden? And it's like, really? Get down on your hands and knees, if you must, Mm -hmm. and pull them out. But the truth of the matter is weeds hold on to water in a very healthy way so you don't get this runoff Mm -hmm. and you're wasting water. And, and, you know... Yeah, there's a purpose. Most of them are flowering and beautiful. Yeah. You don't need to have your land look like a fake green carpet. Mm-hmm. It's like, who said that was, in, you know... Yeah. I mean, people are always going to these beautiful national parks that are not manicured. Mm-hmm. They're just wild. And we should... Everything old is new again. We got to revert yeah. back to a simpler time. Fran, I'm le- I feel like I'm learning so much. I could sit and listen to you forever. I do have a couple other questions if you don't mind. Um, but okay, I, yes. I, I would I listen to you for hours. <laughs> I love and it. I'm, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> no, don't. I like legit love it. I, I just don't want to keep you too long. Um, but the uh, I do want to talk about one thing that I'm obsessed with in the movie is Beautician and the Beast, which I think a lot of gay men like myself are obsessed with. And uh, it wasn't super successful when it came out, but I think it's endured. And I, my friends and I, we talk about it all the time. Uh, can you tell me, is there anything, a good memory from that yeah, movie? Yeah, you know what happened? I mean, it was disappointing because it's a really good movie. And in it fact, is. Sherry Lansing, who was the president of Paramount at the time, said years later, I wish every movie was like that one because it has been such a consistent earner for the studio. Mm -hmm. And most movies are not blockbusters. So the rest of them are just like they peter out and they really don't, you know, pay for themselves or make that much money. But yours, you know, has consistently made money. Unfortunately, our... For some reason, and I think it was political, Howard Stern's movie was supposed to come out, and they pulled it because he probably said, and I don't know, I'm just assuming, but that was the weekend that they were re-releasing the original Star Wars. Star Wars, right. 20 years later. And I don't know whether everybody thought that it would do the -the around-the-block lineup business that it did maybe Howard did or maybe they did and they thought well they could still slip mine in instead of my movie in instead of Howard's uh, because maybe it's a different audience or something and uh, but you know. it, it lives on though, and it's so funny. It's so warm, just like everything you do. It's just got. Uh, I always describe them as like comfort food movies, or feeling like a warm hug. Like that's the movie I put on when I need uh, something to cheer me up. Like that will oh, instantly that's cheer so me up. Great. Well, you know, Peter was involved in that, and Todd Graff, our dear friend, and Frank Lombardi, all these guys you know, write my voice so well, Mm -hmm. and we're all friends for uh, so many years, Uh, you know, like probably almost, well, 
you know, between like 35 and uh, 25 years. It's just amazing. And for Peter and I, even longer. I mean, we know each other many, you know, we, we, we and he's your, just, just for the audience, he's your gay ex-husband. So just for the listeners. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, and I mean, I think that we're so close. We, we kind of have acknowledged that, you know, it's, we're still in many ways so emotionally intertwined. Sure. That it makes it difficult to meet somebody else. Because first of all, we have each other. Mm-hmm. But that's good. I mean, that's a so, great relationship. That's a, that's what you yes. look for in a partner. So that's great. You know what? Life unfolds. Who's to say? This is the way it played out for us. Yeah. And uh, it is what it is. And we're grateful we have each other. I love that. Very yeah. grateful. We talk about, you know, in our old age, you know, living in the same building, if not the same apartment. I love that. I love that. And we need to see that TV show eventually, too. <laughs> well, that was Happily Divorced, and those yes, schmucks right. took it off. And, and Peter ha- found... Happily Divorced YouTube- was so good, too. I don't know why it went off. Oh, people are always coming up to me and mm-hmm. saying, I miss that show so much. Why did they take it off? Well, now there's a YouTube channel called Honey Ha Ha. Mm. And uh, they have all the episodes with no commercials. And I, I, Peter keeps sending me links and to me and my parents, and we sit on our cell phones and watch it and laugh out loud. I forgot how great it was. It was really great. I watched every episode. Uh, and it explored a relationship that had never been explored before. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's I think it's still on Hulu, or at least when I watched it all, it was all on Hulu. Um, and I know maybe the, yeah, maybe it's on Hulu. And I think Living with Fran is yep, that's on, on Hulu. On Hulu, maybe uh, they also have Indebted, and I think uh, the Nanny is on Roku as well as Cozy. I know, and I was going to ask you how because I know on Roku it's the first two seasons of the Nanny, but how do we get all of the seasons on? Oh, really? I, yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's just like the first uh, two, but I think we need like the whole series because get it's. The I mean, box it's so good. Set. I know I have the box set, so you don't you're you're preaching to the converted. <laughs> <laughs> um, but can yeah, I? Yeah, I mean that's the way to get the box set, but. You know, look, because the uh, reunion thing was such a success and so many fans keep saying, why isn't it on Netflix? Maybe Mm -hmm. Sony will be able to sell it as an entire series to Netflix next, which would be great. I think we need it so so much. And I know you've sort of mentioned another type of reunion. You said you're working on the nanny for Broadway, which is so exciting. And then I Oh even... yeah, they finally let us announce it, you know, in a limited amount of information. But yeah, that's gonna be amazing. And Rachel Bloom is <clears throat> writing the songs. Sure. And Peter and I uh, write, uh, wrote the book. And um, and are you happy Mark with the Rudy, book? Are you happy with how it all is coming along? Very. Oh, I can't it's wait. It's laugh out loud funny. And we were so scared. Who are we going to get to write the lyrics that's going to capture the tone of the series? Because, sure. you know, very funny musical composers 
are a rare commodity. Mm. And uh, then along comes Rachel Bloom, this phenom from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. So brilliant. That she created and executive produced, by the way, Mm -hmm. and starred in, like I did with The Nanny. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're off to the races because she's perfect for us. And you mentioned that there's like a possibility. I don't know if this is true or going to happen, but you mentioned that like Mr. Sheffield in the show was a Broadway producer. Like, is there a way to bring it back to TV in conjunction with the Broadway play? Like, is that something you're maybe well, looking to? That was Peter's brilliant idea that so as we get closer to the show, it would be great to help promote the Broadway show mm-hmm through the television series, you know, because the show on Broadway could be Mr. Sheffield's show. Yeah, it would be perfect. And then you do crossover. But uh, that's a little bit of a ways off, and I'm doing Indebted, which, by the way... Which I love, too. The big series finale, finale, season finale, not series, season finale is Thursday, so, uh, and last everybody week, watch it. Everybody watch it. Last week was truly the best episode when you became the life coach. Oh, my God. I was laughing Yeah, so that hard. was good. Uh, thank you. Yeah, you know, it takes, they kind of, they kind of figure it out and yeah. it takes a little while and I'm not producing or writing on it, which is a little bit of a frustration because I miss wearing those hats sure. and I don't. I wouldn't do this again because it, I can't deal with not having wearing all the hats, which is why I became a producer in the first place. Yeah. But somehow I did it. I agreed to become a part of the cast, and I love the cast, and I love the producers, and I love NBC. And so, you know, I love Sony. That's my parent company with the nanny. Yeah. So, you know, it's I love you know, the paycheck. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. And uh, my parents are happy, and that makes me happy, too. Because unhappily divorced, half their friends could never find it on their cable channel, and uh, everybody land, yeah. can find the Peacock Network. So yeah. it all is fine, and I hope that people tune in. And I'm going to do a live, a live thing um, with... Uh, Adam Pally, the star who plays my son, sure, love on him. his Instagram, uh, like an hour before the show begins on both the East and West Coast. So uh, check that out too, Adam Pally, and um, I can't wait. And then, and uh, and then we're also going to release on all our. Um, all our social media and mine is official Fran Drescher or on Twitter at Fran Drescher and uh, the blooper reel, uh, which is going to be, I've seen it. It's, they did such a good job of it's so funny. And well, the, your cast really is good. so hilarious. I mean, everyone, Abby Elliott and Adam Pally and you love and her so much. I mean, I love them all. Yeah. It's such a sweet group of people. They're so, I love each one of them. It's like that is also a blessing. Because if you had one rotten apple, I'd have to quit. Right. I'm just, it, I couldn't deal with it. Yeah. But they're all so sweet and loving and talented. And I just adore them. And that, 
makes it all so pleasant. All right. I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like I love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. Speaking of social media, have you seen the account What Fran? It's I think it's at What Fran War, where it's uh, all of your outfits from the name. Yeah, What are- Fran War is one. There's Nanny Art. I mean, isn't it the best? The- what? It's the best, isn't it? Like, does it make you feel good that? I mean, we all worship. And we you worship know, Brett you in the Cooper, who actually was the designer of the show and won an Emmy for it, she's got her own Instagram. Brent, I think it's Brenda Cooper. Uh, if you look at Brenda Cooper, okay. you can find it or Style with Brenda Cooper, something like that. But she posts pictures that even what Fran wore doesn't put that. You know, she's mm-hmm. got all the original kind of photos the that we did of wardrobe fittings and stuff. And she's slowly building her own following, which is nice. She's writing a book right now on style. And, uh, well, you know, I, we're I, still friends. I watch a lot of sitcoms and I love the classic sitcom, of course, the I Love Lucy, Mary Tyler Moore, all of the classics and the nanny included. And one of the things that I think was so brilliant about the nanny is there's so many little touches that I think were probably due to you and Peter, of course, because you created it. But like the animated opening, the music, the outfits, like there was all these touches that I think are so important that oftentimes yeah. sitcoms forget. To do yes, oh, I know. And that was what was that we were. That's what Peter and I were just talking about. That when we were watching Happily Divorced, and my mom was saying, you know, it's such a great show. And I said, you know, that show has the Peter Fran touch mm-hmm. that the nanny had, and you know, these, you know, people just forget that it's a visual media, mm-hmm. and we like to create an uh, a you know eye candy. Sure. And there was I can and, ever. I mean, and and I think that sitcoms should be a true escape. Mm-hmm. So you know, look, there's a place for everything. There were certainly a lot of very successful shows where you know they don't live in a mansion and they don't wear incredible clothes like Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. But um, for our, our you know our stamp is always going in all the things, the directions of the things that you picked up on. Right. And, uh, you know, that's our brand. It's so good. It's so good. Now, Fran, I also have to ask you about your sister-in-law, if you don't mind, Aviva Drescher, who I know from the Real Housewives of New York. And I had heard somewhere that you had filmed a scene for the Real Housewives of New York. Is that true? 
You know, I was doing, I have a children's book called Being Wendy. Okay. Um, by Penguin. And it's, it, it, when it was coming out, uh, we, um, uh, we had a book uh, party at a um, beautiful kind of candy store in New York City. Mm-hmm. And um, she was doing Real Housewives of New York at the time. So she wanted to come with her family, of course, to the candy store because it's a lot a fun place anyway. Yeah. Uh, besides the fact that I was there, you know, like signing books and things. And um, so she asked, I guess it was Andy Cohen or something, if, you know, they wanted to have a, um, a camera crew come because, you know, she was a real housewife and it was what she was doing. Right. And, uh, and they did. Um, they, they covered her going to the thing. I don't know how it ever got worked in or if they even used it. But um, she is married to my first cousin, and uh, you know, okay. and we're very close. She's very plugged into living healthily, as am I. Right. So that's a big, you know, common denominator with us, and we're always very interested in sharing information. That's great. That's great. Well, uh, okay. Now I also real quickly, you said you have the six S's you look for in a man. Can you share with the listeners like what those six S's are or, or what you look for in a man? Okay. So it, let's see if we can remember them together. So it's sexy, sexy, smart, straight, successful, <laughs> single, straight, straight, very important. And sane. <laughs> sane. Which who's sane these days? I mean, right? It's hard to hard to stay sane. Uh, Wait, you're breaking up a little bit. What was that last thing you said? Oh, I just said who's sane these days? We're all we're all struggling to say stay well, sane. Well, you know, uh, there's crazy and there's crazy, and it's got to work for you. And if it doesn't, then it, it doesn't. And uh, you know, I've had both, so. Um, you got to find the kind of sanity that, you know, works for you, knowing that nothing's perfect and no one's perfect. But those are the successes for the Franny. I love it. Fran, this was such a delight for me. You have no idea. I'm such a huge fan. So thank you for taking the time. Uh, finally, well, I appreciate, you know, you giving me the opportunity to talk about health. I hope everybody goes to org. We are posting such viewer-friendly stuff. You're not going to believe it, and it's all free, though we welcome donations because our fundraisers had to be canceled. Mm. And uh, watching Dead at Thursday and go to Adam Pally, and he's going to interview me first at 8.30. And Indebted, and- too, is available on Hulu. All of the episodes are there as well. 
Yeah, isn't that great? It's great. It's great. So as you leave, uh, Fran, is there a quote or a lesson? Everyone's cooped up at home and a lot of people are struggling with anxiety and, and depression. Is there something, a lesson that you hang on to that you might be able to share with people who are out there listening and they're struggling a little bit uh, with everything we're going through? Well... First of all, see this as an opportunity to change your lifestyle and start honoring your body Mm. by exposing it to non-toxic everything. And secondly, appreciate the fact that within every dark cloud there is a silver lining and an opportunity to grow on your journey of self-refinement. Which is why I always say, and I'm a cancer survivor and a rape survivor, and I always say, sometimes the best gifts come in the ugliest packages. Mm. That's beautiful. (laughs) Fran, thank you. This was a delight. Everyone's going to watch Indebted this week, the finale. Watch it on Hulu if you want to catch up and follow Fran on social media. You are just the best. I love you so much. I just thank you for all of the thank things you. that you've well, given us. I hope us. I get to meet you some. Are you in New York? I'm in L.A. I'm in L.A. Oh, you're in L.A. Okay. Yeah. Well, you should come to our Masterclass Health Summit. That's usually October, November time. I am there. Yeah, it's so oh, mind-blowing. I would love to. I'm All so right, fascinated. Well, nice chatting with you. Nice chatting. Thank you, Fran. And Have a great be day. Well. Stay safe. Take care of yourself. I will. And I'm going to go look up the antihistamine diet because I, I think I need it. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, you definitely need it. You know, it's good to know. Oh. And, um, and the best. I, you know, that all this stuff is, you know, look at, look at, go to Kansas Transitor, sign up, it's free. Right. And then you'll find out about all this stuff that's going on. Education, we all need the education. Thank you, Fran. You're so Have welcome. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Be well. You too. love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories so much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made 
for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 